Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you just tuned in, my phone number is 864-444-7650. I'm a broker here in the upstate, but I don't put people in my pickup truck and drive them around and show them houses because I am the principal in the transactions I'm involved in, which means I am the buyer or the seller or the optionee or optionor or the leasee or the lessor or the, I can't think of anything else, mortgagee or mortgagor. could be a mortgagee or mortgagor. We are yeah. and have been all of the above. Yeah, so if you're interested in um, selling a house quick, give me a call. Um, if you're interested in lending some money and making a good return on your money and having something tangible that collateralizes your investment. That's something you can see and smell and feel and touch. The best the best ones that we've ever done are the ones you could smell. Mm. Smells mean things. Nasty, you know, gross smells. You know, that's one of the questions I ask sellers when they call me. Because sometimes the seller will call me and they'll have a house for sale and it hadn't sold. That's why they're called a seller. Yeah. And I, and I say, well, I ask questions like, well, what do you think your house is worth? And is it on the market already? You ask lead-in questions. Yeah, and I ask them. And then, and then I... And then sometimes I'll have a house that doesn't need any work and it's on the market and it hadn't sold. And I say, well, what does it smell like? What does your house smell like? In the It smells like a fresh, sunshiny day. with the, You just pulled the sheets out of the dryer and the cookies are in the oven. It should smell that way yeah. if you want to sell it. Yeah. That's it shouldn't smell like your dog just threw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and Cause, you families know, that have pets may not smell the pets. Right. People that smoke may not smell the smoke, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other odors. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some pretty strong food odors from yeah curry. All, all cultures. Yeah, that some people might be turned off by. I mean, think about it. You go into a house, and you know the house is the house. In all reality, a lot of those things could be overlooked. But I learned this a long time ago. Perception is reality so when a buyer walks in somewhere and there's a nasty odor that might not be nasty to you but it's nasty to them it just immediately in their brain it just turns them off to the house even though the house is perfectly fine i mean you know somebody can clean that house and that smell will be gone probably but they don't make an offer because of that smell and that you didn't even know was there because it's your dog or your food or your smoke or your fill in the blank whatever you know you told me this we've got a little dog a little seven pound dog you know, if I'm up close to her, her breast stinks. It's Caroline's dog. Not always, but sometimes. Well, do you brush, brush its teeth? I don't do nothing for that dog. She ain't mine. She's Caroline's dog. But sometimes her breast stinks, and you know, sometimes her little body stinks. And then, but but ninety nine percent of the time, just walking around the house, I don't know it. But you come into my house, oh, you'd immediately pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Just, just like smoke for you because y'all don't have a dog. Oh yeah, I can, I can go in a house and. I might smell the smoke, and it might. I might know there's somebody that smoked in there. Tracy will turn around and leave. Oh, I can't even go in there, dude. I feel like I'm about to go into a cardiac arrest or something. My yeah, lungs are I, collapsing. There's been there's been houses we bought before that Tracy and I went to an appointment together, and I stayed in and wrote the contract, and Tracy left because, okay. and it wasn't even that smoky to me. Mm-mm, can't take it. And then and then by the time you come out and get in the truck, it's all over you, and we had to ride back with the windows down. Right. Or what we can do is I go get me a shot of whiskey, and then I go and go to the house, and I tell my wife, I say, hey, honey, how you doing? She thinks you've been in the bar then. Yeah. She, she <laughs> thinks I've been out drinking all day. I smell like smoking whiskey now. Nah, negative. But but anyway, back to the selling the house thing. If if the house is 
already on the market or uh, could be put on the market, neat and clean, smells good, it's rehabbed, or, or it's just nice, most people probably don't even need us. Nah. Because the, the housing market, especially right now, will produce a buyer in a pretty reasonable amount of time. Which brings me back to the the house that I was telling you about before that one of our agents' parents have. Mm. It's a half million dollar paid for house and they want to buy a smaller house. It's neat and clean, smells good, I'm it's sure. Neat and clean, it smells good, and they think it's worth, you know, six hundred thousand, but they'd take a half a million. Well, guess what? They do um probably need our help. Because it's a unique property. Oh. Yeah. Kind of like a unique rabbit. It's neat and clean. It smells good, but it might be a the, the style, the architectural style might be. Well, it's got some land. It's got it's a big house. It's not new. It's got a barn. He's he is in a grading business, so I can imagine. Oh, does it have a pond? I don't know. How many acres but, is it? I don't remember. You know me. I'm we're supposed to be meeting with him, but it's unique. So if the, if there's a pool of buyers, and people ask us all the time about pools of buyers, and I talk about pools because if you have a pool, then your pool of buyers are smaller. Or if you don't have a pool, your pool of buyers are bigger. Yeah, buyers a pool of buyers is not the same as a pool. Like Tracy likes having a pool. So if you want to sell him a house to live in and you have a pool, he's he's your buyer. He could potential buyer. Right. But there's nine other people out of ten that are not your buyer. That aren't your buyer because they've either had a pool. Pool is kind of like sometimes pool is kind of like having a boat. You yeah, the two happiest days of the of, of a, your life, a boat, owner's, a boat life. owner's life is yeah. the day you bought it and the day you sold it. That's right. That's the two happiest days. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but but they could <laughs> hey, help. Let me go ahead and tell you something. It's the same thing with a pool. It is. Yeah. Why did you get a pool in the new house? Um, well, there's this there's there's this familial relationship called husband wife. And you know one of my favorite sayings, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Or happy wife, happy life. So the the pool wouldn't be me. I could care less. I can go stand out in the rain and get hosed down or get in the shower. Not not that I don't use the pool and enjoy it, but if it were just me, it wouldn't be in my backyard. Okay, so but you don't even like, like the pool and you're a buyer for a pool. Yes. So in the same way, this unique property, there's only a certain sliver of people that want the really big older house with the land and how it lays and, you know, and, and needs to spend an extra couple of hundred thousand because it has that metal building or whatever she described to me. I don't know because I haven't seen it yet, but we can still buy that. We can still get them to where they want to go because we can trade. We can give them the property they want as um, some equity towards their property. And we can manipulate the transaction and let the seller come out of the other side with the benefit that they are looking for. I mean, they're every every seller is looking for a benefit. They're not really, they're, and the benefit isn't cash. That's right. Mo- most transactions in real estate, I'd say a very large percentage of them, is driven by the need for cash or the need to pay off debt, whatever you know, whatever the case may be. Especially in residential, but in some residential, like in this case, they don't have any debt. You know, and, and really, especially in a lot of commercial, when you sell something, there's only a couple of things really that are going to come your way. It's either going to be cash or, or some other property. But you're going to do something with the cash. 
Yeah, when you have that cash, you're not just more than likely you're not just going to go put it in a bank. Well, the trailer park and leave it there. Remember earlier we talked about if you, had, if you just tuned in, we were talking about earlier I have an appointment to meet with a seller of a trailer park. I mean a mobile home park, and I asked that broker. I said, uh, "What's this? This your client going to do with the cash?" And you know what the broker said? I don't know. I don't know because most of them don't. They don't ask. I don't know. They don't ask questions of their own client before they list the property. And, and I said, "Well, can you ask him for me?" Because what if he wants to buy a fill in the blank with the cash? Yeah, he, he might want to buy it, a different property I, type that we already own. Exactly. What if he, what if he just wants to have income? What I mean, you think about it. If if he gets that, that's a, I think that's a half million dollar property. So if he gets a half a million in cash, by the way, I saw what he paid for it twenty years ago, which is utterly irrelevant, really. But it's cool to know sometimes. Well, it helps me know how much his capital gain is going to be. His basis. Yeah, I can guess at his basis, so I know that he's going to have a big capital gain. Okay, so I can ask him some questions and see if he wants to maybe buy another property that we have that gives him the benefit that he needs. Because right now, that property is not giving him the benefits he wants. Otherwise, he wouldn't be selling. Exactly. If it was giving him the benefits he wants, he would keep it. Okay, so it's too much management. It's too far away. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta ask questions and find out. But maybe let's just assume for a minute he's self-managing. It's too much management. I'm gonna go ahead and guess he's probably near retirement or is retired, and it is, and it's a lot of work because mobile home parks are a lot of work. Well, Mister Seller, since you're doing a lot of work, what if I could give you a half million dollar property that had a single tenant that just sent you a check every month? That Would you, that work for you? And that tenant's not gonna call me in the middle of the night when it's raining at two a.m. No. And the toilet's busted and water's running everywhere? No. And, and I'm going to receive – am I going to receive the same money? No. You won't get as much money per month having such a nice, steady, safe return. The, but I don't have to do any work for it anymore. No, you don't have to do any work. And the, and the income will be close. Sure. And, and, I, and, and if you trade into that property, you won't have to pay a capital gain. So you oh. get to keep all your money in the next deal. I'm, I'm liking this already. Okay, so that's the kind of transaction we may be able to do with this seller. It's, in other words, it's called win-win for both. In some transactions, there's a there's a loser and there's a winner. Right, and you know what I told but the broker? But this is win-win for both parties. You know what I told the broker? I said, I don't need to make a commission. I said, I'm the, I'm the buyer. Yeah. I'm a broker, but I don't want your commission. You keep your commission. If you'll help me get a transaction done, you keep the commission. Broker, we'll, brokers we'll, like that, don't they? We'll make money as a principal, but let the broker make both sides of his commission. And hopefully that'll happen. So if you're interested in getting a commercial property sold and you're afraid that you can't sell it because the capital gain is going to be too big, maybe you have debt over basis, which means you owe more than what your basis is in the property. Give me a call at 864-444-7650, and I'll be glad to take a look at your situation as if it's something that I can help you with. Um, if you want to sell the property and you're thinking, well, I don't know how to get rid of this. Like one of the things in the in the MLS sheet was – don't drive through there and talk to tenants. Because the owner is is scared that the activity of potential buyers is going to spook the, the tenants you have. Because that happens. You know, right. Tenants I, get spooked. They quit paying or they move. And they don't want to stop that income. We're experienced enough that I don't even need to see the property to no. make an offer. No. Now, I'll have to do an inspection before we get to closing. But I won't even see the property to make an offer. So if you're interested in selling something quick, give me a call at 864 444 7650 that's 
444-7650. And don't forget about the free lender workshop coming up. Go to jasondillard.com to sign up for that. We've got the $99 seminar. That's for people that don't have any money but wants to learn how to make money without using their cash, credit, or taking any risk. That $99 wholesale seminar is coming up soon at jasondillard.com. Go to jasondiller.com and click on the Lending Opportunities tab if you want to see what we have available for you to lend on. Right now, we're looking for 100 grand at 8%. I'll be glad to talk to you more about that. And just remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time.